Episode 9. This is the end. Beautiful friend. This is the end. My only friend. The end. Now fuck that. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. How hard you try, you can't stop us now. No matter how hard you try, you can't stop us now. everybody to the don't rent me podcast i'm jesus my man on the other side of the mic is ec what's going on jesus good to see you brother uh ec ec how are things ec man things are different things are confusing uh strange i can think of so many words to describe kind of where we are uh i should say as the world for once uh everyone is affected by this this virus is just uh, this to feel like crazy. you're in a Dr. Seuss book, you know, <laughs> up is down, yeah. is down is up. And, you know, you just, uh, we're trying to figure out, uh, what we're doing in life. No, absolutely. I think every day we wake up and we're like, okay, now we can do this. There's only 50 people. Now we can hang out with 10 people and we can't go to this store and the bars are closed down. The restaurants are closed down. Casinos are closed. I mean, it's just, it's just every day something new. We just got to wake up, educate ourselves, and try to have the best time with our day as we can. No, I know, I know. And and the it, the most unifying thing amongst the world is sport. And obviously, sport has gone basically canceled. You see, uh, we have the Premier League finally uh, had a decision last. I want to say Friday midday. Um, yeah. They're canceling the Premier League. I'm sorry, postponing the start of the Premier League to April. We'll see about that. Uh, yesterday, no, no, I'm sorry. The UEFA prior to that, uh, prior to Thursday, had um, canceled Champions League and also Europa League matches after Thursday. Now, I think uh, I, read an, I read an article that now the Europa League, the, sorry, the, the Euros... Which is the champ? The, the 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 tournament that will be played this summer in Europe now is postponed to 2021. We have no sports, you see. What are we going to do with ourselves now? We have to actually talk to our wives and talk to our children. I mean, I, I'm I'm going crazy. I don't know what to tell you. I'm watching old. I'm watching old YouTube videos. I'm just you know. It's like that. Uh, it's like that song. All by myself, you know, I'm just having a tear in my beer. I don't know what to do, but you know, we still have news. I mean, we there's still news coming out of Carrington. Uh, there's we still have a match to talk about, so we don't want to um, we don't want to bog the, fa- the fans down with uh, with with this whole with this what we're going where we're going through. No, no, that's not what we're gonna do. We're gonna keep trucking on as the Don't Run Me podcast. We're gonna still bring you content. It might be a you know, might be who's your top you know top five this or top five that. But you know what? We're still gonna cover United because we love United, and that's what we're gonna do, right? EC? 
No, absolutely. Uh, there's tons of stuff to go on, as you guys know. These guys still have to practice. Um, I know Carrington, they were talking about shutting down practice facilities, but um, they're still working on that and how that'll get out. Um, there's still obviously transfer news that's going on. Um, for those of you who don't have MUTV, they're playing all kinds of classic games. I literally watched a whole session on Cantona's greatest goals. It was absolutely amazing. And for you junkie junkies, uh, the Turkish League is still playing live games. The Mexican League still <laughs> I checked out the Mexican League. I checked out the Turkish League. Uh, so I'm still I'm still getting my football in. It's just not the my favorite team playing. Oh, yeah, you brought that up. I don't know you texted to me. Uh, was it this morning or yesterday? I think friendlies. yesterday. Yeah. Friendlies. You said uh, Ole's talking about friendlies? Yeah, so they were asking him about, um, you know, how practice goes and – um, he brought up the fact that a lot of times they do a private friendlies. And so what we're going to see, um, because we, we'll talk about the league later on, but there's not going to be fans around, right? Let's just be real about it. We're not going to be able to see the games there live. But um, I, I'm, I'm definitely, I can feel, um, you know, in the next coming weeks, they'll be doing some some private matches uh, behind closed doors, obviously. Uh, and then we'll talk about kind of our thoughts on uh, where the league's going to go uh, here later on. But, yeah, I think to stay fit, to stay sharp um, before they get back to kick season back on, um, yeah, there'll be some there'll be some privates going on for sure. I know they're talking about, in, realistically, expectations. What are your expectations? Because I know what my expectations are of do you really think the league's going to kick on? I know um, – was it the the chairman? Uh, what's her name? McGraw, I think was her name of. Um, oh, the 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 West women's uh, deal. No, West Ham. She's a chairman of West Ham. She oh, said, I have no idea. She said that this le- this season should be null and void because we're not we're not. I mean, <laughs> seriously, she said that. Uh, I think it was on Saturday. I, was it? Um, <laughs> this season should be null and void. And yeah. as, as a United fan, you know, I'm kind of like. Eh. You know, Liverpool, that means Liverpool and win. Liverpool and not That's have a trophy. So, but it, it wasn't. It wasn't a United fan or yeah. a backer. It was a West Ham chairman. Uh, her name, I think, it was McGraw. Um, she said that. So, uh, I, mean, I, I have mixed opinions about that. I'm like, well, if the season is null and void because we can't finish it, yeah, that means Liverpool never really won the title. But that means next year we're in the Europa League. So do we really want that? I mean, fair play to her, first and foremost, because they're battling for their lives. So if that's what she really felt, then she clearly didn't have her West Ham hat on. Um, No, it's funny. It would be hilarious. I mean, they were supposed to win the Champions League. They were supposed to win FA Cup. They're out of those. Uh, If they cancel the league, gosh, they've never won the Premier League, as it's been called, since the, the early 90s. So... It would be hilarious, but it would suck at the same time. I'm I'm done with you know playing. No offense to Lask and whoever else, Astana and whoever else we play. I'm done with all that crap. I want to play big teams. I feel like we have a team to do that. So um, I'm confident that they're gonna get a hold of it. I know it sounds crazy right now because all these players from NBA to soccer leagues are coming out positive, but I think these guys are healthy. I think they're fit. They'll figure it out. It's going to suck for fans that go to the games, but for folks like myself, I just want to see him play. Um, I just want to see him get it on. So um, it would, if, if I'm answering you honestly, if they cancel the season, I would be pissed. I would be really pissed because I feel like realistically, 
we can get top four. And hell, we got a game in hand against Leicester. If they lose anymore, we might could get top three. So I'm uh, I'm 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 hopeful. I'm optimistic. Um, I just hope everybody follows the the proper directions, whatever they may be, and we can get back to playing football every weekend. Okay, uh, you see, remind me what position did we end last last year? We were six last year. All right, my scenario wouldn't have played out because my scenario had been canceled this season. Yeah. <clears throat> UEFA upholds Man City's ban. Mm-hmm. <laughs> would have been gotten in. So, yeah, that wouldn't have gotten in. We couldn't have back, backdoored our way in. So, you're right. Exactly, you're right. I'm trying to cheat my way in, but uh, <laughs> but it's not going to work. The mathematics, you know, I should have researched this before the show, but the mathematics won't, won't, won't work. Um, not to well, I mean, it's just uh, the league. When you talk about the league, you the the, the rumor is that it'll, it'll come back by when? I know April first they said, but it, that's not going to happen. Obviously, it's not going to happen. You talked about a summer, a summer, um, a summer start. You brought that up. Am I not correct? Well, it, they're not. So they're they're going to try to rush it and. They're going to see how quickly they can get it going back actually in April because they're committed to finishing the league, all league competitions by June 30th, 2020. So they're going to try to rush this thing back. I think obviously the fans, you know, season ticket holders, those people that travel, excuse me, and go to the games, those folks, it's not happening. It's all going to be behind closed doors. Obviously, NBC, uh, Fubo, however you get your your games, you'll be able to watch it that way. Bleacher Report and all those all those guys will feature the games, um, but no one's coming. So I just think right now, because you know we're still in the middle of this month, um, we have to kind of see who's going to come out with it, who has it. I think Matweedy was the last uh, big player that I saw that, that he just got it or tested positive. Um, you have to go through that, and then you have to kind of figure out what do you do with these players once they start playing? Because, again, they can't, until we have a, an actual vaccine, they can't just go back. There's a lot that they have to figure out. There's a lot they have to work through. But I think whenever there's money involved, they're going to try to get things done. So health and safety is going to be first. That's why people won't be there. Um, but the players, like I said, they'll get tested. They'll, they'll run through tests. They'll probably have to stay at the facility, I'm, I'm assuming, kids and wives and that will have to get tested and checked before they come onto this campus. That's the type of scenario I see playing out. But is it worth it? I mean, we're, we're talking about rushing a league, rushing a Europa League, obviously, obviously rushing Champions League um, to get it done by June 30th. Then what, be off a month and then start the league all over again in, in August? I mean, I mean, what is it going to... I mean, obviously the players are... Have some time off right now. I mean, they're not really practicing in uh, it's not preseason practice or anything like that. It's um, conditioning, working on their thing, uh, their, on, 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 on you know subtle things. Um, but we play till June thirtieth. Does that postpone the start of the next season? Because obviously, what do you have um, at the latter part of July? Usually, what it happens is. The fourth place uh, team now plays Champions League. Yeah, the the game to get in Champions League, right? It's um the playing games. 
right. at the end of July. So you're not giving these guys any time to rest at all. So is it really worth it? I, in my opinion, it's worth it because you you were going to have the Euros. So these guys, the, the bigger players, and I shouldn't even say that, the countries that are European, because there's a lot of South American players that are dope as well. I think a lot that gets kind of misconstrued. The players that were going to play in the Euros were going to play regardless. A lot of those guys that are injured, like Pogba, Rashford, those guys were waiting for the Euros, in my opinion, anyways. However, with those guys taking a break, there was also, I can't remember the name of the tournament, but there was a South American tournament that was going to be played. That's also going to be canceled. So these guys were they're going to they were going to take maybe a month and then go play anyways. Um, so I, I, I think it's going to be difficult. I'm not saying it's going to be easy, but I think they're looking at things and saying, look, the show's got to go on. It is entertainment. There's a lot of money on the line. Let's play these games out so that the teams that are supposed to get relegated get relegated. The teams that are supposed to come up a league come up a league so they can get that money. Um, I think it's one of those deals where you're going to try to take, take precautions. But if you look at, like I say, the, the, the world's been affected. But if you look all around the world, there's still leagues that are being played. The Tur- like I said, the Turkish League is still being uh, played. It, I know it's not the top, but those are good teams. The Mexican League is still playing. Again, I know they're not the top, but those are good teams that are playing in that Mexican League. There is a way to make it happen. So with, with us already seeing it going on, as this thing is going on, the the other leagues are going to figure it out. They're going to play it out. It is going to be a little bit rushed. You're going to see some back-to-back, not back-to-backs, but you're going to see some double games in a week, which usually doesn't happen. But I think they just want to play it out to be fair to everyone, to have a fair opportunity to say, look, we have a game in hand with this team. We're going to play it out and see what happens. Now, obviously, I'm not a, an expert on on science and how this stuff works as far as the diseases go, but or the virus goes, excuse me, but I do think that if we get a handle on it, if everyone follows the proper directions, um, it won't get as worse uh, or as bad as, uh, as, as it could get. No, no. I mean, obviously, if I'm quarantined, hey, give me more football. If you want to play twice a week and three times on Sunday, that's up to hey, whatever. You know, I'm here at the house and I'm chilling, so hey, I don't mind about that. But, you see, let's talk about the good. The good, you see, because yeah. I, I, uh, well, I think when we spoke before this, uh, I have crow to eat. I have a big plate of crow uh, because I thought... Um, I thought Ole should have rested the big boys, which he didn't. Uh, Manchester United defeated Lask 5-0. A big win in Austria. A big win. A weird win because empty stadium, like you said. Uh, you could hear the ball ping. You could, you could hear it off the, off the foot. Um, you could hear the players yelling direction. Yeah, it's just... It was a weird match, but... I thought the old, the way Ole set the team up, I think he knew the fact that they weren't going to be playing Tottenham on Sunday. I think, in my opinion, and this is this is for me, I think he played that strong team because he knew he could get those guys off the pitch, you know, an hour in, hour and fifteen minutes tops in, um, and I and I I think that's kind of what he did. Um, I for me, I think. The way that he played it out, I think we might have had one little niggle, maybe a little injury, nothing too crazy to buy. If I'm if I'm mistaken, I know it's been a little little bit of time, but I think he got a little something. 
other than that, we came out unscathed, five goals. So for me, the way that Spurs has been playing, I think we would have slapped them upside the head today at least 3-1, 2-1. I mean, we, I think we would have beat him anyway. So, no, I think Ole, again, like I said last pod, if you're not giving this dude props, you just don't like him, period. You're just, if, if you're not seeing any kind of progression that, he's, that he has, then you just don't like him. Um, he's going to play his, his best and strongest players. Um, he's going to do that week in and week out, in my opinion, for the rest of the season. And then as he starts to – if you give him another transfer – and he gets more players, then you'll start to see a quote-unquote lesser squad. But I don't. I think the days of, of seeing Lingard and Pereira start, I think it's a wrap um, on that. I think he knows what he has from James. I think he knows what he has um, from uh, Bruno. I think he knows what he has uh, in Rashford, Maguire, Wambasaka. I think he knows his strong players, and I think he's going to continue to play them. I thought, you know, when I saw the lineup, I was pissed. I'm like, what are yeah. you doing? I was, I was, I was very mad. When I saw it, I'm like, what are you doing playing Bruno? What are you doing playing Shaw? What are you doing playing Maguire? And what are you doing playing Fred? Because I think Fred gets lost in the mix uh, because the fact of that he plays every, you know, I don't know if he's expected to play or whatnot, but um, Fred gets lost in it now that Bruno's arrived. But I was kind of, I was, I was pissed. And hindsight being twenty twenty, I shouldn't be, because I know that all <coughs> all these players put a, a great shift in and gave yeah. us the result. Uh, granted, you know uh, some of them were taken off. Actually, only well, the only one was taken off was Bruno. Out of the out of our key players was Bruno. I'm sorry. So I was, I thought Ole knew that the game that they weren't playing on on uh, on Sunday, so. He, he had the ability to go all in on this on this on this game, and it paid off. Cause who knows if the Europa League come back, if they, who knows what they're gonna decide. But you know, he gave he gave the fans what they wanted. He gave the fans creativity with Bruno, um, and the defense again put a shutout. Yeah, no, I mean, he, that's his, for me, that, that's been his staple. I, I've been trying to search for what, what's what been the identity, but you have to completely give him credit for Wambasaka and Maguire. He wanted those guys. He got those guys. I know a lot of people say, well, no, they were going to come anyway. I, I think he wanted them. I think he got them. I think they are a mainstay and a major reason why we've had, I don't know, I, would, I think we're up to, what, 17, 18 clean sheets. So, no, for, for me, um, that's kind of the, the base. Now he's getting into the midfield, making that stronger. Um, we can talk about Matic later on, but Bruno's there in the midfield. Then as you get up front, you look at the likes of uh, Rashford. You look at the likes of Martial. I think James is developing and will and will become a really good player. Um, so so there's for me anyways, I feel like it's all going in the in the right direction. I just want them to play it out so that we can at least not have this debate of, well, what if we would have, what if we could have, like, let's just play it out. I know it's not going to be the same atmosphere, but these guys, I mean, anyone that's played sport, you're going to get up for sport. And they know we're not there, but, hell, they know there's millions of people watching all over the world. So they're going to show out. They're going to play hard. And, I, and I'm, I'm really excited for it to come back. No, yes, I'm, I'm excited for it to come back, too. I, 
I need soccer. It's a, it's a drug to me. Or not, I'm sorry, football. It's a drug to me. Um, but I'm I'm, re- I'm really excited. But let's get back to the game. Eleven minutes into the match, Harry Maguire shoulder to shoulder in the box. Was it a penalty? And did VAR or was was there VAR even available? Uh, because it looked to me like it was a pen. I didn't. I didn't think so. I thought that dude was soft. I think McGuire's huge. Um, I I was, you know, I I I call it fair every time for me. Either it's on my team or it's not. But I didn't think it was. Um, definitely, if you're lost, you're looking for it because I mean, you're you're playing Man United. But no, I thought the dude he didn't flop. I just thought it was shoulder to shoulder, and the dude fell. He fell down. I thought we got away with one, but you know, obviously, I'm not gonna. I'm not going to cheer against my team, but <clears throat> Maguire needs to, just like Bailly, Maguire needs to also watch what he's doing sometimes, especially where he's doing it, um, especially if it's in the box. But uh, we got away with one there. I know the first 15 minutes was very slow, that match. Um, not very, but it's just it was hard to get into it because of the fact that there are no fans. Um, but prior, I agree. But prior to the match, it was, uh, it was kind of a... Um, kind of dawned on me it's like okay there's no fans it's like it takes us a while to get you know get into it i mean then we we can always say okay we imagine what the players are going through and getting into this match but i think miss scott mctominay in his pre-match said well no I, we we play in the under 21s the under 18s under 23s and we play to empty stadiums so no it's not going to be that hard i thought that was very interesting i was like yeah, these the, they're right. Yeah, when they come up to the 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 first team, obviously you get it's a it's a shell shock going from an empty stadium to um, seventy five thousand in Old Trafford. But you know he's like, no, I mean this is what we're trained to do, and I thought it was very mature of him to say that, especially in that at that time. No, I totally agree. I mean, I play crappy adult league Sunday league football. There's two people there, and you still get pumped before the game. It's just that adrenaline, that competitive edge comes in. So I can only imagine on their levels, these guys are the best of the best. They There's no way that they're not getting juiced before they go out there and play. So, no, it, it I agree with you. It took me a good minute because you're looking around the stadium. And I know it doesn't sit 75 grand, but it's a big stadium, right? And you're looking around and you're like, just imagine the fans. Because some of the pundits that were there were saying that it's like one of the most rowdiest. And so I'm like, man, can you imagine that place is going crazy? And that shoulder to shoulder you talked about, let's imagine that the last fans are getting onto the referee about that push. Maybe he gives it a penalty. So referees get they get swayed by the by the fans believe it or not because they're human too so no for for me it took a minute just like you said but um no i I was i was glad that uh that they locked in and and took care of business okay let's talk about getting pumped and get juiced the goal you see igalo the nigerian prince prince hakim man that what did he do one two one, and then hit it in. I mean, the the ball by Bruno, uh, superb. I'm, 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 yeah, we'll give Bruno his props, but <laughs> the Nigerian assassin, the Prince Hakim himself. <laughs> he yeah, it. I mean, no. it, 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 I, I saw the goal. I'm like, did he? I mean, he basically 
volleyed it over a, a person twice, and then it, it knocked it in with his right foot. Uh, no, it was left. Left. Yeah, he hit. He hit it back. Hit it back to his left and smashed it. I want to tell you something, and don't get offended. <laughs> don't get offended, EC. I won't. I promise. Tony Marshall cannot do that. I'm sorry, and that man, he's a grown ass man. That's a grown ass man in the in the, in the 18. Um, I'll take him all day. Yeah, you know, I I for me. The, the lead-up play, if, if rewind it back, Bruno got lucky because he lost it and then yeah, it deflected yeah. back. And then when he when he got it back, the flick with the outside the, the outside part of his foot mm-hmm. to play it right to him. Oh, no. I mean, he put it right on his feet. And I'm thinking, how did he I, – I couldn't see how he got it to it. I had to watch the replay, and I'm like, okay, yeah, he's brilliant. He kicks it right to him. And then Agallo just dances with his kid, hits it with the left foot, top bends like like it was nothing, goes down and says what's up to his sister real quick. And I just, every time this kid scores, I'm like, dude, you just got to feel so happy, not just for United, but for this guy and this guy's journey. It's like, it's amazing. So, no, um, he, for me, if you're, I've been, I've been trying to evaluate the, the type of striker that we talk about week in and week out. He is that type of guy that's going to bully. I don't – there was parts of the game, dude, where he was bullying two center backs at the same time. Tony's, Tony's not like that. Tony likes to be slippery and sneaky and running behind. Igalo's like, bro, play me the ball, get the hell out of my way, and watch me score this goal. So there are two different types of strikers. I love both of them. Um, I wish what we, what we should try to do – I know Ollie's not going to do it, but – Try to play um, Igalo up front and play Tony on the on the wing and 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 uh, let's see if that works out. Let's see let's see if Tony can can grasp that because I think next year, I personally think they're going to go out and get a striker. Um, I don't think they're going to put Rashford up there. That's just me, but yeah, no, Igalo, man, just absolutely amazing. I love every minute of it. I I, I hope the dude comes back and signs. I hope we sign him because um, he's on fire. He's just on fire. What is it, four goals in five matches? Uh, yeah, because he scored twice, right? Not in that match. game? No, not this match. It was the one before it then? Yeah. Okay, I thought he scored twice. <laughs> no, because him, it was Mata, Greenwood, Pereira, and James this match. Yep. So, I mean, we have that goal. But, yes, he has four goals in five matches. Uh the dude shows class, and I, I, I don't know what I, I don't know what more heaps of praise I can give him this man. Uh, he should start before Martial when we come when he comes back to league time, because he's he's the real deal, and Tony is not. Uh, Tony is. It was Tony didn't play, so they were saying that those bruises from the the previous game when he slid into the post, oh, but it was telling to me because I thought, well, if he's not going to play, they're going to definitely start him up front. And you just want to see Igalo get a start up front. You just want to, like, you want to see him with the starters, with all the best teams. You want to see him, give him a chance. Just give him a chance up front against the, I, I bet you he'll shine. You see, you, know, you hear that? You hear this? I'm pretty sure you can't, because it's the world's smallest violin playing playing for Tony Martial. Um, I, would, I would play James on the left. I would play James over, over, over Tony um, and Igalo up front, because I thought... Speaking of 
speaking of class, James uh, bomb, bombing down that bombing down that wing at a, at a pace with which we haven't seen. Um, and we've already I'm beating a dead horse. I'm not going to bring up his name anymore um, about Tony Marshall. Uh, but he, James added pace with and that damn goal you see. Golly. 57th minute, Dan James comes in and he finally, he finally breaks that that uh, that drought. I'm pretty sure he banged the, banged the fat girl. That's that's what it is. He had a slump buster. He went out, he went out and he had he hooked up with a fat girl. That's, that's what it is. That's what he did. Because that goal was perfect. Yeah, fair play to him. He deserved one in that that handball that it should have went in uh, oh, yes. in the last we played. He should have scored uh, there. So you know he's got to be frustrated. That had to feel like a ton of bricks being lifted off the dude's shoulders because um, he started out so great as far as goals and the sister concerned, and then it kind of it kind of leveled off. So no, that's got to give him confidence. Um, not just scoring a goal, but cutting inside, right? Cutting past the left back. I don't care who it is. People were talking crap. Oh, it was just last left back. I get it, but he did it. He did it. He went past the left back. He put it inside, and he scored that goal. So you have to, for me, even if you don't rate a guy, you don't think he's that good, once they start to progress and start to do good things, you got to give credit where credit is due. And on that day, uh, in that move, I, th- I thought he did great. So, no, I'm, I'm, I'm looking for more from him. I'm going to keep on pushing him. I'm going to keep on, you know, if he does – crappy i'm gonna say if he does great i'm gonna say it as well so no fair play to, to daniel james um 22 years old playing at united he's got to be living his dream um you can only hope and 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 know because he's working with the best trainers in the world i hope that he's going to get faster he's going to get stronger he's going to get more skill to his game um because like i said right now a whole lot of pace uh and you, you just you can't even teach that so no, uh, I, I hope he gets better. I hope he keeps on banging in goals. Shaw's offensive movement throughout the game, you see. I think is he's improved. He's, it's leaps and bounds. Luke Shaw, what he's done since... Since Ole has probably given him the chance that that, Mar, that Mourinho has it. I know I discussed, I think, in the last pod with um, with Matt. Matt Huey. And, um, I mean, hopefully me and you, me and you and Matt can get on the next pod or not pod together because we can bounce things, bounce things off each other. But um, I think <coughs> both him and I had said that Luke Shaw is probably the most surprising player uh, that this, this season, you know, is, you know, in the season. <coughs> but everybody has this negative opinion about Luke Shaw's offensive movement. I thought this game, it kind of like put those doubters not to rest, but it says, you know, it put them on notice that this guy is willing to move up and down. I know Williams obviously was on the on the right, uh, playing in that right back spot, but Luke Shaw, my in my opinion, has improved as a defender and now is improving as an offensive force. Yeah, I mean he's he's improving. He's not he's never going to be a Marcelo, right? Let's not get it twisted. But but Marcelo's a liability on defense. He he is, but I'm just saying going forward, it's difficult to do both. It's difficult to master no, being not. that defender, that Trent Alexander Arnold that comes forward and that that also can play defense. That's hard to do. So on, we can't. Tell all tell all uh, we can do on, as fans. I'm gonna stop you right there. You see. Yeah. Because your boy Trent Arnold, was it Arnold Alexander, whatever his name is. 
didn't he? Like, yeah. Wasn't he crying the last match? Didn't he do something like, you know, I don't know. I don't 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 bring that guy up. I don't. I don't well, like him. Liverpool in in a hole, they're falling apart. I know they're twenty eight, twenty thousand points ahead, but they've. I think I think the last four games they've lost. Maybe yeah. is it? So no, th- so no, they're falling no, apart. Was, I'm just I'm just comparing was, was, the best at a, coming forward. I'm not saying both. He, uh, um, God, who was it? Yeah, it was great too. I want to get the game against Atletico. He pouted and he kicked him, and you know, basically that guy was gonna about to whoop his ass on the, on the pitch. But anyways, let's talk about United. Let's not bring up Liverpool. Yeah, no, but but no. As far as Shaw, I think he's a close tie with Matic for for surprise players of the year. Um, I definitely thought his game was done and dusted. I really think the, the the appearance of Brandon Williams helped kick on and spur him to kind of step up his game and go, man, I'm about to lose it. Like, I had it. Everything was going great. And now this kid comes in. Let me show you guys how I can really play. So injury, the injury, the big injury uh, also played a factor. His confidence is, is back. You can totally tell. But um, can't I, like I said, you got to go game by game. Um, offensively, his game is getting better. Um, defensively, uh, it's difficult for him, especially tucked into that kind of center back role. I know he's not a true center back, but tucked in there, it looks like he's so much more confident coming forward on the ball. So um, it's it's difficult to compare him right now to the greats that can come forward. But no, I, I would take him all day long. And I and you'd ask me that four months ago, I was ready for him to take off. I was ready for the January transfer transfer window to come around so he could take a, take a hike. So um, a lot of those players I've had to kind of, um, you know, take back some of the things I said. I know matches with another one we'll talk about later. But, yeah, no, he he definitely has, has been playing great. I would say probably for the past two and a half months he's been playing awesome. No, you're right. Uh, the, I mean, he's been playing great. I, I'm not going to give him – you know, too many props. I mean, he needs more more efficiency on the offense, offensive side. But I think he's improved. But um, the next topic you see, the subs. Daniel James scores 57th minute. You think, okay, we're up two 0 away at Lask. Do we bring on the subs? Worth. He kept everybody on the pitch. In my opinion, away too late. He brought on Chong for James. Then he brought in Pereira in the 77th minute for Fernandez, and then he brought um, Greenwood on for Igalo, Right? No. When did when did Greenwood come on? It was, <laughs> it was, it was late. Like, it was, it was, there was only like five minutes left. Yeah, it was. It was. It, it was kind of a slap in the face. Like I'm gonna bring you on kind of late. Uh, late he solo, late solo. Huh? He still slapped. Oh yeah, we'll get to the goals here a bit, but. <laughs> My question is, the subs, I know, I, again, we go back to the fact that he's playing these players. He, he played this line, lineup that he played. In my opinion, when I saw this, when, he, when I was like, what are you doing? You're up 2-0, away at LOSC. This is before the whole news came out that the league was canceled. You're away at LOSC. 60th minute, you would think, boom, you're going to make two subs. Bring off your, you know, Shaw, Fred, Fernandez, Maguire, somebody bring them off. Uh, because really, Lask wasn't really threatening. Yes, they were coming down and had possession, but it was. I don't think Sergio Romero had much to do the whole match. No, you're right. He didn't. But you wait till in the, in the, the, the latter part of the 70s, 70s, 70th minutes to bring on Chong for James, the guy that technically he has he has energy in his tank because he. 
didn't play the game, not did the game prior, but two games before, and he's been off and on since then. But the guy that you're supposed to bring off, Bruno, that's been playing day in and day out, he leaves him on the pitch. Yeah, I want to say Bruno was the second sub, I think. I'm not sure. I I don't I didn't mind the starting lineup. It's just it's another one where you just kind of scratch your head on the substitutes. I completely agree with you. Um I, again, I I try my best. I always want to give credit where credit's due. That's that's how I roll. But you got to talk to him when he does stuff that just doesn't make any sense in the substitutions. I'm sorry, it didn't make any sense. Um, when you got two away goals, and to your point, they weren't making any threats. Um, why is Fred still on the pitch? He's running around like a crazy person, Tasmanian devil, and you still got him out there. So I, I just sometimes I don't get it. I know that he's kind of learning on the job with a lot of the stuff that he's doing. Um, the only thing I could chalk it up to is he knows his guys better than me because he's there with them every day. So I'm hoping. Uh, that he he was gonna maybe play James today. Maybe that was his thought. Maybe I'll get him out and and, and he'll play. I'll get Bruno out because he's gonna want him to play and, and and keep him kind of fresh. But uh, the Greenwood deal, I just was like, okay, you're bringing him on. And I know he slapped one in late, but um, a lot of it, like I said, I, I I just didn't get. So not an overall horrible game. You can't say that when you win five nothing. Um, but substitutions are key, and when you sub people in and out is also key. All right, uh, let's stop teasing everybody because we keep saying 5 0, 5 0. We're already in the seventh minute. So, uh, for those of y'all keeping score, we're down. We're only up two right now. All right, the next three goals 81st minute, Mr. Juan Mata, El Magnifico. But, great goal, great, great goal. But the movement, you see, the movement from that goal. And somebody that I have had my my reservations on, Pastor Fred. And I wanted to bring this up. Uh, Pastor Fred has proved me wrong this season. Uh, he's uh, manned up, in my opinion. And he's taking the bull by the horns because that was a hell of a pass. No, it was a great assist, and if you look at the, go back and look at it, it's 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 Igalo again, Prince Akeem again, bringing players with him, opening up space, and and then Fred plays a great through ball. But yeah, no, it was a, it was a great goal. It's a, it's a, it's one of those things again, man, where you see players and you're like, man, Mata's over it. He's past it. He's slow. When he scores, dude, you got to feel good for the guy because the weight of the world's on these guys' shoulders. The Daniel James, the Matas, the Shaws, these guys. When, when they start playing bad or they don't play as well as they did when they're in their primes for, for Sean, for Mata, people start talking crap, and it's got to affect them to an, to an extent. So um, for him to get a goal, I thought it was great. Um, that ball from Fred was amazing. Uh, but go back again. You got you can't give Pastor, uh, you can't give Igalo enough credit for that goal. I know he had nothing to do with it as far as the play was concerned, but he did draw uh, defenders away to open that lane up for Fred to pass it through to Mata. It was another great goal. No, it was a great goal. Great assist. The whole team buildup was great. 91st minute. Like you said, your boy Greenwood. That, God, uh, he's that, that boy looked irritated when he scored that goal. Did you see his face? Yeah, you you know, I think he's he's one of those ones where he wants games um, I would. L- I wish they'd open it up more. I, I almost kind of felt like there was some kind of tension. 
uh, with him and with Ole. I just, I just feel like there's something. I hope there's nothing, but I feel like there's something there with that. Um, he knows he's good. Ole said he's the best scorer that they have. I believe it. I did. I mean, you could. The thing was so cool. To your point, you were saying earlier, you could hear the players um, call out, you know, their names and that. When Greenwood was making that that run, you could hear him say Tahith, and he was calling for Chung to play him that ball, and and Chung uh, he played it through, and uh, that was that's just cool because you don't hear that when there's seventy five thousand people screaming, you don't hear that type of stuff. So that was super cool. The finish was great off both posts and in. Um, He's he's magical and he's 18 years old. So, no, this this guy's the limit. He's gonna have to wait. I know he's not gonna want to, but he's gonna have to wait. The way that it looks with all the strikers we have, um, and then and then maybe bringing in another striker in the summer, um, he's gonna have to wait. So speaking of waiting, do we send him out on loan next year? No, 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 no. He's he so he's the type of guy that won't start every game because he's so young. But he's the type of guy that could play. Uh, and I, so, no, I wouldn't sit him anywhere. I would just keep him on the bench. Um, you know, if, if if someone gets injured, stick him. You can stick him on the wing. You can stick him up front. But, no, you don't You don't send that kid anywhere. Um, keep him. Keep keep your grasp on that kid. We're looking at another 16-year-old striker as well. We need to, we need to harvest all these young up-and-coming strikers um, so that we can have that longevity. But, yeah, you, don't, you, you keep him home. Don't let him go anywhere playing, starting the occasional, you know, uh, group game uh, when we're playing a lesser team in a, in a cup game or something like that. And then you can start him. But but, yeah, no, you, you, you definitely don't want to let that kid go. Not even for a long. You mean start him like in a Europa game, Europa League game on a Thursday? <laughs> you could. And that's why I think there was some frustration with, from him banging that goal in because you could just I, I could feel it. I think you could feel it, too. Um but, but, I mean, at the end of the day, look, you, you can't get mad. Prince Akeem is in here doing his thing. So you can't get upset for him not playing up front. I think you put the two of them together, Igalo's game is more complete. Is, is, is Greenwood maybe a better finisher? You can debate it. But, no, nah, he's got to wait his turn. Um, he will get a chance. He's 18 years old. He'll get a shot. But he's just got to sit down and relax a little bit. All right, last goal, 92nd minute, uh, Andres Pereira. Uh, <laughs> good goal, good goal. All right, good goal, good goal, good goal. Uh, just beating a dead horse, you know, they're already up 4-0. Uh, I'm not going to take it away the way. Andres came in for uh, Bruno in the 77th minute. He did his job. He did, um, defensively, he did a good job. Uh but I don't that I don't have much to say about that goal. So I just know he scored in the ninety second minute. Yeah, people should have saved that one. To be fair. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. You see, five nil, five nil. Lask is the goal line deceiving because we uh, we up went up one nil all the first half, two nil not midway through the first second half. Uh, you know, 57th minute, Dan James scores 2-0. With the full team, with the full squad, you know, like we said, I mean, granted, Juan Bissaka didn't play. Um, we had, uh, who else? Martial didn't play. Oh, anyways, all right. <laughs> I would have played Greenwood. Anyway, anyways, we had a full squad. Like, so let's put it that way. 
Um, <laughs> is a five nil five nil lead deceiving because we scored in the eighty first minute, ninety first minute, ninety second minute of a match that we're supposed to honestly dominate no matter what. It's a little bit deceiving um, to an extent. I still think you got to play who's in front of you. I mean, we could have drew someone way better than Losk. I mean, it's just the luck of the draw how they do it. So, um, no, I mean, I it, like, for instance, Pereira should have never went in. That he, he either was already in the shower or what. So that that one for sure. I don't think he stops Greenwoods. I don't think he stops Matas. I don't think he stops James Igalos. Those were those were true goals. So. No, I, it is, but at the end of the day, like I said, you got to play who's in front of you, and that clearly puts you through to the next round. And it also gives you the opportunity to play a really, really a lesser squad when they come back to Old Trafford. I mean, you can you can throw anybody. You could bring up some kids and play them against Losk and put some starters on the bench, and we should still go through to the next round. So I, the way that I'm looking at it, I'm hoping to see Gomez play. I'm hoping to see Chung play. I'm hoping to see Williams play. Maybe even he brings up Garner. He plays. I think this is this is one of those deals where you say, look, guys, we're going to play you with some starters, but we're going to throw in everyone that hadn't had a chance to play. You can play Pereira and Lingard if you want because five away goals, that pretty much lets you know um, you're through to the next round, barring a absolute debacle collapse. There's no way for these guys to come back. So no, no, you're right. uh, and and we have to, like I said, manage. Uh, granted, we're going to be on a long layoff, so I'm pretty sure our horses are going to be chomping at a bit, wanting absolutely. to play every game. So uh, only has a, a task to manage when he comes back. All right, that's enough uh, game news. I mean, we won five nil. Awesome. Uh, let's get to some news. I mean, I know pretty much the rest of this pod uh, for the next couple of months. Hopefully not. Maybe come back in April. Uh, it's going to be a lot of news, What we're, uh, what's going on, rumors, you know, transfer rumors, what's going on, but, I mean, let's get into some, uh, let's get into some uh, particulars. <coughs> this is where I defer to you, EC, because I believe you want to wish a certain individual, I think you want to sing a certain individual um, happy birthday. Uh, so, uh, uh, I'll give the floor to you, sir. Well, I do want to wish uh, Paul Pogba a happy 27th birthday. I know he's one of your favorite players. Um, I'm waiting in, for the jersey. But, uh, oh, in, oh, unfortunately, Amazon, Amazon's not delivering anymore, only essentials. <laughs> oh, but I can use it for toilet paper. Ah, yes. <laughs> that is an essential. You do need that. Um, but, no, uh, he uh, is, is back in training, which is great. Um, I, You know, for me, I try to look at everything. Obviously, the, the newest, the latest is that he wants to stay. He likes the new players. He likes the way things are going. Um, and so and so, uh, Ale was asked a question, you know, what do you think? Ale's response was he's coming back. Um, so th- those are all, listen, anytime you can get great players in to play with, with a team that's flowing right now. And what did Ole uh, say? What did Ole say in the press conference? So he was asked if he thought whether or not he would come back. And Oli said, he's our player. He's under contract. He'll be back next summer. And what do you feel about that? I think that I think they wants him to come back. I think that it's going to be up in the air because I still think that if 
he were to let's say he comes back and plays great, right? And then Madrid says, "All right, look, we don't know where we're going to get this extra fifty million from, but we've got it. Um, let's go ahead and do it." I think that the deal could get done, but I think he's pretty particular on Madrid, and I know for a fact, not because I do the books at Madrid, but they don't have a hundred million dollars to give to anybody because Killian. It was supposed to be the Killian Mbappe year uh, to get to Madrid because Idan wants him really, really bad. Um, but they don't have the cash for it. Um, PSG does, but that's not somewhere he wants to go. So I, I personally, again, I think if you're going to come back and practice and want to play, I think seeing him play with Bruno would be, it would be absolutely amazing to have two creative players on the pitch. It's been a long time. Um, football is not about one person. I, I, I'm getting tired of people saying, oh, we're only doing good because Bruno. Bruno's helping but he's not the be-all, end-all. Um, he's a great player. I love the fact that we have him. But you can't say one player is just, for, for football, Just cha- it changes everything and we just win everything. You have to have quality players on defense. You have to have quality players in the midfield. You have to have quality strikers. And I think we have that. I know people are going to say, well, you're crazy. You're in fifth place. But I think uh, Juan Basaka is the best defender back there. I think in the world, you can put him top five in the world. Um, in the midfield, defender, you look. Defender, yes. right. Yeah, yeah. You look at you look at Bruno in the midfield. If we bring Pogba back, you look at the we got. For me, Igalo's at the top of his game, which nobody expected. That you got Rashford coming back, who could who could play for England. All right, okay, so, DC, I'm gonna I'm gonna cut you off there. Uh, yeah, you, you you said a lot. I have two questions for you. Yeah, <clears throat> I'm gonna actually give you my answers. Probably before you give me yours. I, mean, okay. I hate, to, hate to be rude about that. Um, but, <laughs> Pogba, what's, why the dramatic U-turn? Why the dramatic uh, U-turn back to United? His agents have been very quiet. Uh, I'm not, and, and it's not, in my opinion, it's no, it's no, <clears throat> I don't want to attribute it because Pogba has told him to be quiet. And second opinion, what's a dramatic U-turn with United that Pogba was out of the picture and Bruno and Ogalo, Igalo came in and they want to play, play with the crest? And then you see the difference in the players. You see the difference in what the, what the other players are, how they approach the games. You've seen it. You've seen it with Shaw. You've seen it with Fred. I mean, Fred, yes. Fred's been actually slowly progressing since the beginning of the year, so I'm not going to say it's a Bruno phenomenon. But it's, 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 it's something that's been changing without Pogba being there. So do we really want that person to come and infiltrate a good thing that's happening? So first question is, why this dramatic U-turn, EC? Why? What, what's, the, what's the difference? He wants to play with Bruno or... He wants to, you know, bring his stock up to get that 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 move, and then second question is, do we want him? I mean, do we really need him in our lineup? I know you say we can always use a great player, but sometimes great players are cancers on your on your on your team. Yeah. So <clears throat> for me, and I and and I I try to go back to the beginning of his second run at United. When he first came back, you remember he played with a pretty great Wayne Rooney. Uh, I believe uh, he did really well when he played with 
great players around him. If you look at the second year he was there, he played around the likes of Fellaini. Uh, I can't remember uh, an older Carrick. They weren't great players. I think when you're dealing with a Pogba or any any great player, let's just keep it real, any great player, you've got to surround them, one, with a great manager. Um, I, I say that because if you look at Real Madrid when Zidane left, they were getting beat up. He comes back. Look at him now. They're doing great. So with Pogba, Pogba was looking at things from any player's perspective. If I've got to play in a crappy squad and we're not going to be winning anything, why would I want to be there when I know I'm a great player and I know what I can do? So for me, any player is going to want to up their stock. It's just a, it's just a matter of do they want to up their stock for more money for that club or do they want to up their money for another club? So I don't think – go ahead. Sorry. No, time out uh, real quick. Bruno, yeah, yeah. Bruno knew, knew he was coming to a shit show and look at look, look the way he's playing. So no offense to Bruno, but Bruno was playing in Brazil. No offense Bruno? to the Brazilian. Portuguese. You're talking about Bruno Fernandes? He was playing in Portugal, not Brazil. Or Portugal, sorry. So no offense to sporting. But he was playing in a Portuguese team that was contending for title, wasn't he? No, no offense to that league, the titles, the whatever. It's not even close. It's not even the same hemisphere as United. <laughs> Everybody knows that. Know, there's no slight that. to that, that league. But... That's where Ronaldo came from. So there's no slight. I'm not saying any, I'm not talking any crap. I'm just saying if if your agent called you and said, hey, bud, United called, no. you're not going to go United. Not, you're going to go. You're going to go. OK, let's get this deal done. It's not, no, no, so, it's not the fact that he came to us easy. It's the fact that what he's done since he's been here, since he's been on the practice pitch, since he's been on the pitch, since he's shown his leadership, he has projected himself as other than Harry Kane, uh, McGuire, I'm sorry, other than Harry McGuire, as the the sole leader of this team, he has done what Pogba has never has never done, has never solidified this team. That's Bruno, not true. No, come on now. You see, okay, prove, okay, tell me, tell me, tell me any any game, tell me any game that, that Pogba. I don't even. I don't. Okay, I won't even give you games. I'll give you months. Give me months. Three, months. Three months. Three months. He held it together when everyone was so happy about Ole being the man. Who was the best player on the team? You said everybody was happy with Ole, so everybody was playing, right? Why? What, who was the it best player was, when Ole it was wasn't winning? Pogba. No, Pogba. No, it wasn't because it wasn't who it was it? Pogba. Who was No, 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 no. Everybody got a shot in the arm like a crack. Uh, it was like uh, a heroin. You like won't admit it. You won't admit it. He was the best that? player. Heroin, heroin. Everything was like, <laughs> Ole was a shot in the arm because everybody no. was pissed at Jose, from Jose Mourinho. So everybody said, you know what, Jose? <laughs> This is in your face. I'm going to start playing better. So don't give me this. Uh, Pogba led him to that. No. And, what, and, and, what, and, and what did he do? And what did he do? He crapped the bed. He crapped the bed. All right. He was a player for right. three months. Right. Then he got hurt. And, okay, finish, and, finish, back, finish and we fell down the tubes since he's been gone. Finished? No. Really? We did. We went on a horrible run of form when he got injured. Remember. He got, remember, Rashford got hurt, then Pogba got hurt, and everything fell down the tubes. We thought Shaw was done. We thought Matic was done. We thought the whole season was over with. So that's what I'm trying to say. People that that slide him off, when he first got here, if you look at the statistics, he played really well because he played around great players. And then all of a sudden, you have him playing in the midfield with Marijuana Fellaini. He's trash. You can't just say, hey, guys, 
let's throw a bunch of farmers out there and then we'll throw you out there with Pogba. And since he's so good, we're going to win all these games. It's not going to happen. That's not football. You have to, like I said, one, have a great manager, somebody that's going to show you so how to get it done, okay, that's going to give you patterns now? of play. What's the then you sprinkle around the big players. What's the difference between only now and then? Although obviously he's not a great manager. There, there's no there's no difference between Ole then and now, in my opinion, because to your point, the substitutions don't make a lot of sense. Here's what here's the thing that people are missing. It's not as if United has all year had crappy players. We have had injuries, key injuries that you can't whine about, you can't complain about. You just have to get healthy. You have to get back to doing what you're paid to do, and you go in there and play. So when these guys go out, if you look at who we have on our team right now, you can't tell me we don't have a good team. Look at Wambasaka, Harry Maguire. Okay, that's our that's in the back line. Shaw's coming back to be one of the top players. We got one of the best up-and-coming guys back there in Brandon Williams. In the midfield, Fred is having a great season. Who thought Matic was going to play any good? Then you bring in Bruno Fernandez on top of that. We got Rashford. We got Martial. We got Daniel James. We got players. So... For me, people have to look at what he has started with, the, the crap yes. uh, middle of the season, and now we're doing decent. Preach. I think Ole is just inconsistent, and I think he can get better. He can get better. So I'm not saying that he can't. I'm just saying when it comes to Pogba, people have to look at the totality of when he got here towards the middle and up until now. You can't just say, oh, he was just crap the whole time, because that's no, just I not true. I, I never said that. No, I never – I never said Pogba is a great player. Pogba is a great player. Don't no 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 get it twisted. Don't get my words twisted. EC. I said he's a great player. I said as a but as a as a player in this locker room, he's not. He's, he's not jiving. Maybe in tell me no, tell no, me no, the no, one no, locker room no, story no, no. he had. What's the locker room story that he had where he broke up the locker room? Tell me the story. Okay, the negative influence on Romelu Lukaku, Jesse Lingard. I mean, what else? I mean, what else? I'm yes, wait, they might, there might be the rumors. Story. This locker What's the room, story? this locker room, yes, this locker room has played better without without Paul Pogba, minus Paul Pogba, now than it played with Paul Pogba. This Paul locker Pogba. room, this Pogba, now he's coming back? You Pogba has that. been in the locker room. He's been in the locker no, room before games. Really? You he's, can go yeah, look at the video. Said, he's, 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 he's pumping been, the guys up before they go on the field. He's the one doing the cheering. Oh, that dude, he barely came back. What to training this seat this this Tuesday? Not training. He that, goes. And, he still oh, goes to the before, locker room. And before he's that, still you know, he was no, no. Last time we talked, the dude was still in Dubai. No, he uh, still goes to the locker room. There's video of it. There's video on Instagram of him in the locker room oh. cheering the guys on before they go out to play the game. That's what I'm trying to say. People don't have a story to tell. They just say, "Well, Pogba's on Instagram." So no, he you said he's on Instagram. He, he should be training. I didn't. No, no. I never said he's on Instagram. You said he's on Instagram. But I'm saying there's no stories. If you, <laughs> the, the stories that I hear about Pogba in the locker room are from players who play with him who say he's a great dude. He's a leader. And then you hear from, from people in England, they're like, He's a horrible guy. He's hey, lazy. Hey, Martha All he cares about is his like, Instagram. Martha, Martha Stewart cooked damn good freaking um, uh, blueberry muffins, but hey, she still went to prison. <laughs> hey, she should she shouldn't have been hiding them stocks or whatever. Oh, sorry, I mean, hey, just because you're a great person, don't mean shit. Anyways, all right, all right, anyways, all right. We've already we we 
I've said my enough about Paul Pogba. I'm gonna finish. Yeah. Hey, finish singing "Happy Birthday," please. For Pogba. Yes. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Pog Pogba. Happy birthday to you. If I would have did it in French, I could have, but I don't speak French at all. So. Oh no, that was that was excellent. You know, that was excellent. And you know what? I give I give a lot. I give Labelle a lot of a, a lot of shtick. I do. But I do want to. Uh, I um I do want to give something. To, I I, I want to reap him some praise because uh, amidst this crisis, uh, he's been a great ambassador with UNICEF, helping UNICEF, uh, donating money to UNICEF. So Paul Pogba, I I you know you know I have my my opinions about you, but as a person, as a you know as a as an ambassador uh, for UNICEF, I really um, you know I really appreciate what you've done. Uh, you, what you're doing, and I wish you the best. So that's my, you know, that's my thing for Paul Pogba. All right, that's nice. Yeah. Well, hey, I mean, I have a heart. I'm not like a cold-hearted. I'm not a cold-hearted son of a bitch. I know a lot. I know, I know a lot of people say. Um, I think there's this meme out there. It's like, why don't a lot of people like you? And it, it says, because they tell them the motherfucking truth. But <laughs> you know, that's just me. Uh, sorry, mom. Again, um, again, again, mom. I'm sorry for cussing in the intro, and I'm sorry for cussing right there again. <laughs> so, all right, uh, transfer news. Uh, two big things. Uh, you mentioned it. Matic. Matic gets a contract extension. Um, I don't know if I agree with that. I know he's been playing out of his mind. Yes, he's been playing, but you know, it's been off and on. You see these. You need these these uh, fan channels uh, overseas, you know, about Matic this and Matic that, a lamppost and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then now United gives him a contract extension. Um, and he's been, but yet he hasn't been playing out of his mind to, you know, uh, as the, you know, the stopgap from the midfield to the defense. Uh, I know we talked about it on text message, but you see, I... I I I appreciate what he's done this season. I just don't think that we need that going forward. Yeah, it's it's kind of that old adage of you know for us it's easier for us to to look at it because from an NBA standpoint it's that it's that veteran locker room presence that he's going to bring. How much um, are they paying him? Do you know? Say again. How much are they paying him? Oh, I haven't seen the contract yet, but he's gonna it's gonna be hundred plus a week. I'm I'm sure of that. It'll be something crazy. It's it's United. He's going to be on a hundred plus a week. Something stupid. It'll be another year. Um, you know they're going to they're going to generate revenue to be able to take care of it. But no, they, they, he's somebody that Scott McTominay has to look up to. Um, he's got to learn how to be a professional. Anytime you can look at someone that can stay in the Premier League at 31, 32 years old, you need to listen to how they eat. You need to listen to how they train. You need to listen to how they speak to the media. All of those things are things that you can look to and say, you know what, we're not hearing any any news about him in, in the papers, about him doing anything negative, um, consummate professional um, on the bench when he needs to be on the bench, and then when he's playing good, he plays great. Um, so, no, I got to take my foot out of my mouth. I thought he was done. Um, the dude's been playing great. So, no, I give it up to 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 Matic and fair play to United for, uh, for giving him another chance. Again, uh You've already heard my piece about uh, about Matic. I, uh, I, I want to thank you for your service, but I think we need to bring more blood. I don't want to waste I don't want to waste monies on that position. 
if you if we if he's getting a hundred mil, I mean a hundred thousand, I'm sorry, a week, I think we could get somebody in there that uh, they could actually service us a little better and have more movement. And who knows who that person is? I mean, it could be what's his name from Newcastle, the one of the twin, one of the boys, the uh, Longstaff boys. Yeah, yeah. Maddie. Maddie Longstaff, the the old yeah. one. I think that's the younger one. I think. I think the older one plays, but the, I think the older one plays the defensive the defensive position. Uh, I mean, you're going to lose Pereira's salary. You're going to lose Lingard's salary. They're both on a hundred grand. Those guys will be gone. So, I, I think they can make it work. And I think everybody knows that Lingard and and Pereira are, will definitely be gone. Yeah, yeah, you know. I mean, well, if we um, if he's there as an ambassador, uh, like Juan Mata, I mean, I know we talked about it a couple of pods back uh, about. So re-signing Juan Mata, I think we should. I think me and you have a different opinion about that. I think Juan Mata is actually the person we should sign as an ambassador for the club uh, if we're going to, you know, be paying somebody to do that. So, um, Matic, you know, uh, good luck if any endeavor, but I know you're <coughs> obviously you're going to be with, you, with us next year. Uh, T. Chong, I know it was um, it was a not struggle. It was more of a. Are we going to resign this guy or not? Uh, I know him and Angel Gomez were up for recontract renewal, and I guess Ole has put it over over the line with Tui Chong. So um, he, I see talent in him. You see, I just don't see. I don't see anything that. You know that this hits me there. It's like a, it, I, I don't see that bang, the pizzazz. I don't see it in him. I know he puts in good shifts, obviously, uh, but you know you see the mistakes. He's young. I'm not gonna just the mistakes. I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna discard. You know, like discard him because he makes those mistakes because he's young. But the that that it factor that you know that. You know what I'm talking about that pizzazz or whatnot. I don't see it in this play. Yeah, no, he he's he's he takes. If you watch him play, it takes some time to get into the game. He, the thing I like about Tahith is that he takes his defender on, and a lot of times he doesn't win. To your to your point, he doesn't win that matchup. He'll he'll lose it, and you get frustrated. But the thing I like is he he keeps going at you. He keeps going at you, and eventually he'll beat you. So Tahith is going to get stronger. He's going to get faster. Um, he's going to get that technique better. I think, um, he's tall. Um, he's, he's somebody that, like I said, he's got a, a pretty good first touch, um, and his mentality and his, and his, his tenacious uh, ability to want to get past the defender. That's what I like, but no, his consistency, it's not there yet. I think he's 19, I think. Uh, and so that's, that's promising, um, uh, for me, but yeah, no, he just, like I said, it's one of those things where you see him and you're like, man, why is he playing with the senior team? I, I get that, too. I look at him and I'm like, you keep trying to go past this guy. He ain't letting it happen. Um, but he keeps going. He keeps going. And, and then eventually he does. He puts himself in, in pretty good position. So I'm happy with that signing. Um, Gomez, I hope, is next. I want to see him more. He's been playing a lot of the U23 games, which is fine. But I'd like to see uh, a lot more there. Again, those those the, the Greenwoods, the Tahits, the the Gomez, they're just going to have to sit down and wait. I know that's difficult for those guys, and I know they're getting Inter Milan. I think it's called both Tahith and uh, Angel Gomez. Really? Uh, 
Oh yeah, both. Matter of fact, Angel Gomez's agent was in in, in Inter Milan last month, um, and in, in Italy last month. So they're both interested in those kids. Um, their futures are bright. Um, but with that young talent and everyone's talking about them, they start reading those articles, listening to what people say. It's difficult for them to go, well, why ain't I playing? Well, you're not playing because you got great superstars in front of you. So it's difficult, but they got to sit down and kind of relax a little bit. Their time will come. Okay, two, two questions about the Chong, and we'll close that book. Um, you said he's he's a big he's a big boy. I mean, he's not he's not small, and he's fast. Uh, he's more like in a Gareth Bell mold, I want to say. Um, how Gareth Bell's very tall but fast. Do you see Tahith actually, you know, thriving on a wing, or do you want to see him more in? Um, and I forget, damn, I forgot my second question. Answer that question, and then I'll and I'll think of my so second. I, question. I don't I don't think he's techie enough to play in the midfield. You could you could possibly try it as a as maybe a holding uh, midfield player because he is six one six two maybe, but. No, I, I keep him outside. I think he likes to get down the wing. He likes to get down that byline. He's comfortable doing that. Um, that's what he tries to do. But, no, I wouldn't put him in the mixer yet um, in that number 10, uh, number 8, 6 type role. Not yet. I, I think he likes that number 7, that wide kind of creative. Uh, you know, he, he doesn't have as much pace as Daniel James, in my opinion. I think Daniel has way more pace. Um, but, but, no, I would I would keep him out there. Um, have him work on that technical ability to be able to play with the the overlapping left back, play with the uh, the forward, uh, and and keep getting into creative space. Um, I think that's that's where I'd keep him. Now Gomez, he can play inside. He can play the number ten. And uh, thought of now it came to me right, Epiphany. Uh, do we send him out on loan next year? I think he's prime for a loan. Um, be, because of the simple fact that there's, we're going to buy more midfielders and, um, he's going to have to wait. So no, he, he's the type of kid where you send him, uh, to Italy, you send him to Spain, um, on a, a you know, half the season type of deal, um, bring him back. Uh, I think, I think that would help. He needs games. Um, the U23 days are over. I don't think he needs to do any more U23. Um, um, I think he needs to continue to play professional football at a high level. Don't send him to the championship. That's just going to set him back, send him overseas, um, send him to a top club. Um, you know, not, not too top to where he can't play, send him to a, a club where he'll actually get some playing time, uh, and then bring him back for sure. Good deal. Good deal. All right. The, the most feel good story coming out of, of the past week, Igalo says he's willing to take less money to stay with United. I think he's willing to take a $7.4 million pay cut, you see? $7.0 million in the times that we're going now. He said, blood, I, I, I bleed, I, what was it? I bleed, sweat, and I bleed, I bleed and sweat for the team and this man, great manager. Great manager, you see? I bleed and sweat. For this team and this great manager, seven point four million pay cut. I think <clears throat> he's in his uh, early thirties. Uh, Zlatan did it. I can you know can't say you know that you know nobody can do it, but I would take him. 
I would take him because the fact of like what he says, the the he plays for the patch, he plays. This is something that he's destined to do. It feels like it's destiny. Um, maybe United compensates him a little bit more on the back end, but if he's willing to take a pay cut, I want him on my team. That's a guy I want in the foxhole, even though I've never been in a foxhole. But the term, <laughs> that's a guy you want by your side if you're going to battle. Yeah, no, you you definitely want this guy in your squad. I don't. <clears throat> if, if anyone's saying, well, we don't need him, we're going to get whomever, I don't care. Listen, I think we should bring in a striker, a top striker, uh, and a couple others. But when, when speaking on Agallo, this guy has wanted this since he was a kid. And for it to actually come to fruition, he's not taking anything for granted. You can completely tell he is locked in. Uh, he wants to score goals. That's all he wants to do. He's he's playing with everyone. Um, there's no there's no reason why they shouldn't give this guy uh, what he wants. So now for me, I'm signing him for a couple more years until he's until the, until the wheels start to fall off. I would I would keep him here. Um, because like I said, he's, he's earned everything that he's gotten from, you know, playing in the premiership, going to China, coming back, uh, and doing what he's doing now. When I, I was like, what, what are we doing? We have completely just everybody, lost it. Everybody in the world was like, don't you, you're not alone. <laughs> Everybody's like, who, who, I had to look him up. I'm like, oh, that's a guy from Watford a couple of years back. <laughs> so I'm for him to do what he's doing fair play to him shout out to him and his family his i mean he's just he's playing absolutely amazing yes he is so sign ole sign agalo uh give him what he wants and maybe uh maybe give him martial's number nine what is martial martial might lose that nine to uh timo Werner. you never know i will again transfer news Timo Werner and Jack Grealish are on Liverpool's radar. Don't want to get into that much, uh, but for those of you in the pod, I just read that today. Uh, Jack Grealish, I know, is on our radar, but if they get relegated, they're on Liverpool's radar. <coughs> All right, easy. Enough of uh, enough of football. Let's get some. Let's get to some nostalgia, right? Uh, you remember? Uh, you ever watched uh, Wayne's World, right? When they go, when they go back in time, they go. All right. Yeah. Yes. I don't know if you get a chance to download the. I'm, I'm a, I'll plug another pod. I don't care. United podcast. Uh, it's a Manchester United podcast. Uh, they have actual real, real, you know, real players, you know, on this podcast. I was very fortunate enough to, to uh, on Friday night listen to Friday, Saturday night, Saturday night, listen to uh, Peter Schmeichel. You know, he they had him on and. You know, he talked about his days at United, obviously. Um, you know, talked about Sir Alex and the teammates and this, this and that. But something caught my eye. And the re- uh, ear, I'm sorry. And the reason it caught my ear is because <coughs> of what we deal with today um, in today's sports society. And I know you have a you have a child, or, you know, that's playing at a very high level of sport, of soccer. Um but they were talking, it was brought up about uh, the time that Peter Schmeichel retired after the 99 season. You know, he went, he was, he was doing his coaching badges. And then he um, played for Aston Villa, I think. Came back, and then he 
that he started, uh, that he signed for City, and he was coming back uh, at two United and played, you know, was a City goalkeeper, and then they played United. And they're in the tunnel, and they, you know, they had the camera obviously was on everybody. Uh, Gary Neville's the captain at United, and obviously Peter Schmeichel was the captain at uh, City. And uh, Schmeichel, you know, reached over and tried to shake Gary Neville's hand, and Gary Neville just like looked at him like, like he didn't basically he didn't even look at him, you know, give this. And the um, the host said. Did that bother you? And Peter Schmeichel said, no. He's like, that's what I expect Gary Neville to do. That's what I expect athletes to do. Um, and he went on about about saying the fact that nowadays, the way players interact with you know other, uh, other teams, other teams' players, especially before and after the match, um, that he didn't agree with it. Uh, he, he thinks it's disrespectful because you give all this, you give all your energy – and you lose a match, you know, you should feel some sort of, um, some sort of doubt, or not doubt, but uh, pissed off, being pissed off, right? You're not going to want to go shake somebody's hand if you're pissed off. Not shake hands, but hug and talk. He said something about how they come and talk with their, you know, with their hands over their mouth, and they don't want, the, you know, the public to hear, and fraternizing, he said. I, I, he wasn't, it was more, more so in the fraternizing aspect I mean yeah shaking hands and what whatnot but he said that and it kind of ring it, it kind of you know perked my ears up because you see that a lot in sport today uh, especially in the NBA um, NFL baseball not so much in baseball baseball still much more of a uh, tribalist sport um, obviously you could see what's going on with the or what was going on with the Houston Astros uh, after they got caught with their cheating scandal, seemed like every uh, every other baseball player, one uh, pitcher, wanted to hit them. Uh, but more so with NBA, some 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 sort of a with the NFL of the fraternizing between between players. How it's different between old school, as we would call it, maybe my age, your age, because Gary Neville. You know, all these players are our AGC, kind of like maybe just a little bit older than us. It's not very, you know, we're not very far off. Um, and then what the new generation of athlete is, our, you know, uh, the superstars, like you said, Pogba, Mbappe, um, you know, all these, you know, Neymar, Messi, Ronaldo, all these, you know, all these players. What, what I mean, do you, as a father, what would you want your daughter to be more of a, you know, more of a Roy Keane like, you know, like, hey, I'm gonna, you know, you know, eat you up on, you know, eat you up for breakfast and spit you out, or do you want him to be more passive, like, uh, like, like Pogba? I mean, I think as a as a parent, it's difficult. You really just you want your kid to be themselves, and if it's in them to be that killer, if it's in them to be that, you know, they're that dominant person, then fine. I mean. I don't ever want her to be someone that's, you know, trying to help the other team by all means. But when, when, when they're playing, I always tell her the same thing before every game. Go out there and have fun and express yourself because I know for her, in a little while, for her, it's not all going to be fun. It's going to be difficult. And I think for her one day it's going to be a business. I think for these guys, the difference between the old school, if you will, and the new 
I think money has a lot to do with, with it. I think a lot of these guys, they're on a hundred grand a week. They all kind of hang out now. Instagram kind of brings people together. Twitter, it brings them closer together. Um, and they're all about their image. You know, it's, it's, it used to be cool to have the bad boy image, the, 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 the street tough thug image. It used to be cool to have that. You want that guy in your locker. But, um, no, I think you, you got to let your kids be who they are. Um, you know, you don't want them to get too, too out of hand. But, look, if, if that's their mentality of when I step onto the field, right, and, and, the, and the referee blows the whistle, I'm going to rip your head off. Now, when he, when he stops it and he, the whistle blows and we're done with the game, I'll shake your hand like a man or a woman and, and good luck to you and good luck to your family. Um, I think it's just more um, in your face. And I, and I respect Neville for doing that because, again, when we're about to go into battle, I'm definitely not your friend and it's difficult because they were obviously friends beforehand, but you do have to have a switch. And I think that's hard, but no, for the, for the young ones, I try to tell them have fun because again, it's going to eventually not be uh, as fun as it was when you were in these stages. It's going to be, it's going to eventually become a business, but no, I, I think people have just changed their mentality. Not all. You still have your West, Russell Westbrooks of the world um, who don't give a damn about whoever the hell is going to be in their face. You still have your, Suarez is of the world who don't give a damn about who they're playing against. Those guys are still going to be there, but um, I wouldn't call it soft. I just think image for a lot of these guys is everything, and it looks good to swap jerseys at the end of the game. It looks good on Instagram and Twitter. It's, oh, these guys are cool with each other. Oh, they're both superstars. Oh, that's cool. Let me get a little follow going. I think that's what a lot of these guys are looking at a photo op. I'm not saying they're not all friends, but I think a lot of these guys are. I just think like I said, money plays a lot. If you look at when we talked about NBA a second ago, a lot of those guys in the olden days they had like jobs after they played in the NBA. It was it was war. Like you better not say you're going to hang out with anybody on that other team because that's what it is. But like I said, when you're on 300 grand a week, which Igalo was, believe it or not, look man, as long as you don't hurt me, we can we can go out and have we can go out and have supper before the game and after because. I'm going to go out here and they're going to give me money regardless. Um, and so I think that plays a lot into the mentality of the athlete that we have today. Oh, you had so much there and so much you want to get to. First and foremost, let's go back to forward. Uh, money. Is money, is, is that the problem? Of I mean, I know um, the big piece of the pie because the world wa- wants this. It, the, the world wants football. The world's going to pay for football. So there's this pie that's just so huge and you divvy it up amongst the leagues and the clubs and all that yes the players own that but they have to own they have to own the passion of the club the players I mean the fans <coughs> I mean you tell I mean it's like saying like it's like Michael Owen right how pissed off were Liverpool fans when Michael Owen came and played for United, that put that United jersey on. And as you as a United fan, where you're like, I know he scored for us, but I'm not really happy. Because I wasn't. I really didn't like the fact that Mike Lowen played for us. And I can only imagine how Liverpool fans were blowing their heads off that Mike Lowen is on our team. Second, you talked about... um, You talked about... I know you, you played sport. And you talked to Rich, you know, you were talking about your kids, but you played sport, you played football. How, as you as a as a person, as a player, 
was this something that you would have ever thought of? I mean, how were you as a player? Did you check? I mean, did you go out and fraternize with other players on the opposite team? I mean, I know it's harder in football, American football, because you get on the bus and go back, you know, back over. But did you have that? You have that animosity towards the other team, that hatred when you're when you're on the pitch. I mean, so, field. I'm sorry, I'm, field. For me, it was it was one of those deals where I my personality didn't change. I think that I could find a couple of times where I got I got got out of character. Um, I always enjoyed it, and that 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 led to me once it once it became where it wasn't fun anymore. That's when I started to lose the love for the game. So, no, for me, I, I you know my if if you respected me, and I know it's football, and I got hit, and I hit guys. But if, if it was a clean hit and you knock me out, fair play. I'm, I'm giving I'm giving you props. If I burnt you, um, I'm not I'm not getting in your face. I'm just gonna let you know I burnt you, and I'm gonna give the referee the ball like I do it all the time. And that's that was the mentality that was taught to me by my dad and my coaches. Like, look, if you go out there and you don't say anything, let your game do your talking for you. That'll get in their head way more than any kind of crap talk and I and I've heard everything to you know people <laughs> getting information on my parents I had a kid I mean on my kid all of that so it like I said that's why I try to tell my daughter be yourself don't get out of your self have fun and let them get out of pocket let them get out of their own head it's going to affect their game so um I, that that was that was the way that I got down that's interesting. I mean, because um, I never, you know, obviously I never excelled at the, to the level you have. Um, I never, uh, I mean, I played high school, but, you know. Um, I mean, I think high school is a big level, in my opinion. I, there's a lot of kids that don't play high school ball. Yeah. I, I, I had a lot of friends that didn't play high school ball. And when you're playing high school ball, that's you're, you're one step away from playing college ball. So for me, that's a, that's a high level. I think, again, kids – they try to get in your head. They try to talk crap, you know, especially when it's a rivalry game. There's nothing bigger than playing a rivalry high school game Friday night. There's nothing bigger than that for me. And I'm oh, talking oh, yeah. NFL college. Like that's a huge deal. Everybody's there. Mom and dad. I mean, it, it's a, it, it's, a, it's a big deal for me. So yeah, no, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't slight the high school feeling at all. Cause I, I, I know I had some of my best days playing high school ball. That was great. And I don't, you know, I don't obviously I don't watch as much as I should because uh, my love, my passion has changed uh, drastically to the round ball, the football, uh, the real uh. ball. But um, you know, I mean, it's good. Man, you see, well, I mean, pretty much we got to everything. I mean, we um, got to everything that's been ah, excuse me <clears throat> happened in the past couple of days, uh, weeks. I you know, but. I mean, we uh, we had a lot done today. No, we got a lot done, and and for all of the listeners, man, we got a lot of content coming. So, you know, keep keep tuning in, guys. We got stuff coming. Um, I don't know if you got a chance to talk about the merch that you uh, brilliantly hooked up. It looks amazing. If you guys get a chance, go on the site, check it out. It looks dope. So, a lot of lot of great things coming. Yeah, I know. I mean, EC EC brings up a good point. I know we're not going to have a lot of games to talk about or dissect like we did today. Uh, but, you know, uh, guys, uh, I know we, you know, we, 
I had uh, Matt on. Matt, it's a fan. Um, Great pod. If you guys yeah. hadn't had a chance to listen to it, it was freaking awesome. If, I mean, if, reach out to us. I mean, EC and I on the Don't Run Me, Don't Run Me pages, our, our, our socials, reach out to us. Hey, if you want to be on, hey, we're willing to have you on, especially in this time because the more banter we have, the more, the more, the more opinions we have, uh, respectful opinions, because obviously we respect everybody's opinion. Um, the better, it, the better brings more content. So if you want to, if you want to come on, you know, hit us up on the podcast. I mean, hit 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 us up on either Facebook at the Don't Run Me podcast page, Twitter on Don't Run Me pod, Don't Run Me, Instagram is Don't Run Me. Um, like EC said, we have a uh, a website. Teespring, if you go to teespring.com and search don't dash red dash on dash me dash podcast. I know it's a lot. Um, we have t shirts with the, our flag logo, we have t shirts with this the logo itself of the Don't Run Me Pod. Um, obviously, we come in red, white, and black, United Colors. Uh, go check those out. Uh, but you know, a worm out, uh, worm home because obviously we're we're all quarantined <laughs> in our house. But um, we're and that's the thing, guys. Uh, we want y'all to reach out to us most foremost, you know, foremost because this is the best time to bring more content to you because you know we might be sitting at home, not doing anything, watching the tenth season of. God knows my wife is doing, you know, Vampire Diaries. I think she's on, like, episode, like, season three. And, um, you know, I have to listen to that crap. Uh, but reach out to us if you want to be on the pod. Give us some topics. I mean, hell, I mean, we do this uh, usually about 8 o'clock at night. Um, I edit, and then I post it the next day. Reach out to us with topics, topics you want to hear. You know we have we have, we have some uh, topics that that you know we're, that we have coming up for the next pod, but stuff that you might want to you know hear, you want to hear me and EC debate about because obviously it's a great debate. Uh, but reach out to us because we're gonna bring you content. Hopefully we can bring you more content, maybe two pods a week. Who knows? But hey, we all get this together. We're all human beings. We live a part of. We live in this great world race and hey we'll get through this we'll get through this uh this little pandemic all together right no matter what amen to that amen to that so again uh let me uh repeat we are on facebook at the don't run on me podcast twitter at don't run on me instagram at don't run on me i guess right uh we're on itunes spotify and soundcloud check us out uh, a big thanks to the row nose podcast royal uh also the south texas train wrecks with uh, mark hutch ison aka baron von black victoria most of ice i know it's spring break everybody it's uh apparently south padre nobody gives a shit that this coronavirus because <laughs> it's a party going on down there so go check out <laughs> go check out our food truck Cause they're serving up some good stuff and lucky Diaz where you at